Please be seated. I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. I added the verse before the lectionary gospel this morning because I think it helps to frame this lesson we just heard about the good shepherd. I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. So abundant, abundant life. That's what Jesus is promising. A life guided under the protection of the good shepherd and abundant life. It's not more life. It's not a better life. It's not just a good life, but abundant life. As researchers have done, if you ask Americans what they need to be happy, they tend to say it's 10 to 20% more of whatever they have. Across the socioeconomic spectrum, people who are poor and people who are rich, everyone wants 10 to 20% more. Does it sound realistic? I know for me, I'm always, just, just that much more, it'll all be fine. You know, I think we also often think that that's all we need, just a little bit more. If you open any real estate magazine, you know the free ones they send you in the mail? You see, you see a promise of a great life if you just have a little bit more money, some more stuff, more gadgets, more cars, a new countertop, more sex, more Facebook friends, just a bit more. Fill in the blank. It's all being hawked to us, to you, and to me. The promise, the promise that everything will be great will have a glorious life with just a bit more. But you know, believing these messages, these messages that are sent to us, these messages I believe we begin to carry in ourselves, it faces a few problems. First of all, it assumes that you, that me, that we are insufficient right now. That what we need is something more. We need something else. What we are and what we have, it's insufficient somehow. And that more will be better. The second, the second problem is that I believe that these messages are dominated by a sense of fear. That somehow having things will protect us. Protect us from what scares us. Sometimes those deep down fears that we'll, ha we'll live in poverty or that we'll be sick, that we'll be alone, or that someday we'll die. That somehow stuff, these external things, will protect us. So ultimately, it's based in fear. And the third, the third problem is that, well, it's a lie. Whatever you buy, whatever you acquire, will not give you a sense of abundant life. Maybe it will for a minute, maybe shopping for it, maybe buying it, but an eternal sense of an abundant life? No. Eventually, 
we'll want more and more. That 10 or 20% more than what we have right now, no matter how much we have, it's a lie. Stuff won't give us an abundant life. But you know, this abundant life that Jesus is talking about, I think we can learn a lot from it from this 23rd Psalm we just read together. So I want you to look at, it's on the first page of your bulletin, take a look at the 23rd Psalm. You know, and surveys of Americans about scripture they know and scripture they love, the 23rd Psalm is always at the top of the list. Many people have memorized that. Remember my grandmother had it needle-pointed hanging on the wall. When you go to a funeral, you get those cards with the person's picture and the 23rd Psalm on the back. It's ubiquitous in our culture, the 23rd Psalm. And it begins, it begins with, a, with a statement about provision. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. With the Lord as my shepherd, I shall not be in want. I will, what I have, what the Lord has provided with, for me is sufficient. It is enough. God has already provided. And then the next line is interesting. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, in, in my mind, this line about green pastures, it, um, I have this very British agrarian view of sheep, of sort of a sheep there, belly deep in alfalfa. In the Good Shepherd, <laughs> in the Good Shepherd downstairs, there's a picture of Jesus as a shepherd like, like this, and um, the sheep is st- are standing there, and there's green grass all around, and there's flowers. It's sort of like delightful things, eternity of food there for, for the sheep. But you know, a few years ago, I went to the Holy Land, and, um, and I think this is part of like the regular tour. Um, they took us out to see the shepherds, where the shepherds graze the green pastures. And so we go there, we get off the tour bus, we all walk off the tour bus, and the um, tour guide goes, this is the green pastures. And I look, and it is red rocks. All I can see, there's no green, <laughs> green pastures. And then you can see the, you can see the shepherds who are, who, are, um, who are caring for the sheep, and they're walking the sheep along these hills. And, um, and it's pretty cool, there's these tracks that are about um, six feet from each other through the, um, across the hills, and it, apparently that's just enough for two sheep to walk and be able to sort of reach in into the middle um, to eat the rocks. And um, these, uh, <laughs> these trails have been there, you know, some people say since Abraham. They've been there for hundreds, thousands of, of years. And so I'm wondering where these green pastures are. Until, and you can't see them until you get low and you look carefully at the ground. And then it's possible to see that every few steps between the rocks, there's these little shoots coming up. They look like little pieces of wheat or a weed coming up, just a little shoot. And a few feet more and there's another shoot. And so this area is very arid, it's a desert, and um, apparently what happens is the, the wind will come in from the Mediterranean and there's moisture, just a little bit of moisture in the air and it will con- condensate on the rocks and it will, the water will flow down the edge of the rock and it will provide just enough water for one of these shoots to come up. So the green pastures 
are where these sheep can then come along and eat a bite and take a few more steps and eat a bite. And you know, it's just enough. It's just enough for the sheep to eat today. So this image we have of the green pastures being bellies full of alfalfa, enough to eat forever and ever to have, to have warehouses full after we've eaten, that's not the image of this psalm. David in this psalm is saying, God will provide enough for today. And tomorrow another wind will come in and just enough will grow out again for the sheep to eat another day. That God provides enough for today. And then if you look lower in the psalm, there's this line, it says here, my cup is running over. In the King James, it's my cup runneth over. You know, many of the translations of the 23rd Psalm, they're not actually translations of the Hebrew, they're translations of the King James. And so, because that's the, you know, the one that gets stuck in people's minds. But actually, if you go back into the Hebrew on this line, you know what it says? The cup quenches my thirst. It's not overflowing. It's just enough right now it's just enough so you don't die of thirst so what's this image that God has given to us through scripture this image of abundant life it's that God has provided God will provide enough for today now think about your life with God your spiritual life does this ring true? It's not enough forever. It's not enough in barns. It's not enough in stored away. It's enough for right now, today. And knowing that God's going to provide enough today, that's a relief from living with, out of fear. Living out of fear that we don't have enough, that we aren't enough. It's saying this abundant life is knowing that God guides us and provides for us enough, enough for today. So the abundant life is given to you and to me as we're guided by the good shepherd, the good shepherd who sustains us, who will sustain us no matter what, not giving us enough for tomorrow, but just enough for today and we can live in the freedom we can live without fear knowing that we are provided for by the good shepherd amen